On today's episode of Locked On Lightning, we're discussing last night's disappointing loss, the Lightning fall to the Boston Bruins at home, 5-3. We talk about all that more, but first, let's play that music. Your Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tank. I just want to thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day. And always, as remember, if you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and hit that like button, subscribe to the podcast, drop a comment below. Let us know how you feel about this Lightning team. Well, how I feel about this Lightning team is just not a lot of surprise or shock as to how this game went last night or or yeah i i mean i kind of figured we would have seen a better effort out there uh following the loss against nashville but this was and and there was a lot of hype on the lightning broadcast around it and i'm sure there was on on the boston side that this was a big game uh the boston bruins are one of the best teams in the league Uh, They actually do have the best record right now in the league. They're on pace now for 149 points. And the Lightning did everything right within the first 10, 12 minutes of this game. And they just kind of fizzled out from there. And that's, that's really what has been the story for this Lightning team thus far this year. Is that when they do the right things... They, it's not sustainable. Um, And what I mean, it's not sustainable against good teams. Uh, You know, there, there are, there were instances this year in which the lightning played very well. Uh, They did all the right things, all the things that you would ask from your team uh, from the Calgary game last Thursday uh, from the Dallas game prior in certain moments there uh and and dallas is one of the better teams in the national hockey league so you know there is okay there there is a little bit of wrinkle to that because you know like i said you know they they don't sustain good performances for very long uh and, and we often find ourselves during the course of a lightning game if the lightning start out the game very well going into a new period the Lightning struggle to to recapture some of that momentum that they have built for themselves. And I have to say, they were pitcher perfect in the first 12 or so minutes of this game. Outshot, outshot Boston 14-7. to uh, Went into the period tied. Uh, really should have been up in this game. And... and you know, I'll get into that. Really should have been up going into this first intermission. Um, off a, you know, the game was tied off a David Krejci goal, nineteen uh, seventies era uh, goal that we saw there from the point on the rush. That really, Andre Vasilevsky. I, I feel like we talk about this more times than we really should when we're talking about one of the better goalies in the league, and you know. 
this was a goal that he should have saved. And this that wasn't the case. It, it went through his pad side. And, you know, we, we all know by now how susceptible to goals uh, Andre Vasilevsky is on his pad side. But from that distance, that I'm sure that's one that Vazzy sh- wish he would have had back. Um, but the Lightning definitely did not do anything to help him. You kind of figured after that goal that this was kind of going to be one of those nights for Vasilevsky where he wasn't going to be 100% on. Uh, he faced, like I said, seven shots in the first period. Uh, majority of those shots weren't exactly high degree of difficulty. Uh, on the other side of that coin, though, the, the issue that lies there is that a lot of those shots were high danger. And that really what was the theme for this Lightning team and, and Andre Vasilevsky throughout the course of the game. I mean, you look at the goals that were scored, uh, the Lightning didn't give him a chance. Uh, there, there was, I mean, you look at all the goals scored, like I said, like not even within a foot of the crease did, did Boston have, they had phenomenal chances out there time and time again. And, and I think, one could make the the argument as well as for maybe as off as Andre Vasilevsky was in this game, he still did a lot to keep them in it. Uh, the score could have been a lot worse than five to three. Uh, the Lightning, yes, they they did end up catching up at the end, but again, you know, we we find ourselves talking about things that really are the story for this Lightning team, time and time again. Um not doing well in front of their goaltender, whether it be Elliot or Vasilevsky on, on any night. Um, it, it's weird that they, they often perform better. It seems to me uh, when Elliot's out there, which is very strange. Um, I don't know if it's a mental thing in terms of just, you know, your, your, your backup is out there. Let's, you know, emphasize uh, defensive prowess. Um, and there was chances where the Lightning made good defensive plays. Uh, there, there was times where early on, especially where they were doing a good job cleaning up along the boards. They were doing a good job uh, clogging up the passing lanes. They were really stifling the Bruins early on. But with a team like the Boston Bruins, we spoke about uh, in our divisional preview, and even at the beginning of this month, that no matter how they're playing, you could never sleep on them because of the experience that this team has. Uh, the core of guys that they have, uh, Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, uh, Taylor Hall, David Pasternak, uh, you know, the list goes on of players who some of them are still relatively young, but have a, a good handful of experience to where um, being down 8 in shots early on as the Boston Bruins were, uh, isn't a big deal. And we saw it in this game. So really, if we're going to really summarize uh, what happened in this game to, to and really isolate it to one sentence, it, it is that the Tampa Bay Lightning let Boston off the hook. And like I said, on the other side of that, I've been what I've been talking about is that, and I've been I've mentioned on other episodes is that we oftentimes in lightning losses. Now, if it's 
now if it's if we're having a conversation where the other team, the opposing team out there was just better. Um all right, that's fine. I'll be the first to admit. And yes, the I will give credit to Boston. Um, you know, it takes two to tango, you know, the it was a it was two sided out there where the lightning went out there, they didn't do things that they were supposed to do. And Boston is a good enough team to where they took advantage of that. And that is really the most frustrating part because uh, the mistakes that Tampa made uh, to go along with not switching over, not covering right in front of the front of the net for Vasilevsky, allowing chances in deep, uh, doing pretty much to nothing on the power play on the special teams, which we've spoken about this. This is this is we've pretty much beaten a, a dead horse by by now uh, with this, you know. Other than the goal that they scored last night, the Lightning had one other shot on the power play, which is, in my opinion, um, the way that this team has been playing as of late, regardless of the loss against Nashville on Saturday, it's it's unacceptable. And it I to a certain and I'm sorry, I keep saying that they lost, but they didn't. But that Nashville game, the way that they played, uh, if you didn't watch overtime. You could have, you could have probably predicted, and I wouldn't fault you. Uh, could have said that they lost, um, but yeah, we we always, I always feel like we, when the Lightning start to get it together, we always kind of circle back to to this moment, to this conclusion where they'll be on this high, whether it be for a couple of periods throughout the span of a game or a couple of games and it's not just a a team a case of a team being better or or just the case of a of a goal um, being scored last minute or a call not going your way it 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 all seems as though is that the issues that Tampa continues to have and to a certain extent, it almost seems as though they refuse to continuously address, uh, comes crashing back uh, and, and really comes back to haunt uh, Tampa in the worst of ways. And let's make no mistake about it. Yeah, the Lightning made a late comeback in this game, only losing by two goals. But really, uh, you know, at that point, when you're going into the third period of play, um, down 4-1 and then you start off and give up a power play goal and it makes it 5-1 to me um, unless you get two quick ones that really doesn't mean much to me and that's not what obviously Tampa did uh, they had one from Boucher's at 402 and then one from Paul uh, 1038 in to the third so listen a little it little too late for a comeback. Uh, disappointing loss at home. I really wish the Lightning would have continued what we saw early on in the first period and would have carried that over into the later periods because when they play like that, I firmly believe, and this is not – this may be a biased opinion, but when they play like that, they're one of the best teams in the National Hockey League. So we'll continue to talk about this game. We'll continue to talk about some of the things that I saw that I, I liked. We'll talk about Victor Hedman. A lot of people are are kind of 
worried about him. Uh, missed a couple of games due to injury. Uh, has been looking somewhat sluggish here and there. I thought, you know, I was speaking with, with a hockey fan, uh, uh, someone who's a big Victor Hedman fan, not necessarily a, a Lightning fan. Uh, talking about that, they were asking me about him. We'll, we'll talk about him. Um, and what, what this means for the team going forward with the schedule for the rest of November and how they could get things back on the right track. As we all know, Tampa somewhat struggles to get back on the right track after a loss. But first, I just want to remind you all that today's episode of Locked on Lightning is brought to you by Simply Safe. Now, did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and packages have spiked nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today. Enjoy the advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. This is why I love it. Uh, I love that they have 24-7 monitoring uh, and they have a Simply Safe tech support staff. Uh, so if I have any questions about how this product works, uh, you know, I could call them uh, right then and there. Uh, and the best part about this is that in an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so that you could get priority police response with the top-rated Simply Safe app. Stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere, arm or disarm, a lock for a guest, access your cameras or adjust system settings. So don't miss your chance to save big on the security system. I recommend get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL because there's no safe like Simply Safe. So, continuing our conversation real quick, and, and you know, before we get into that, you know, we're, we're talking about. Bazzi last night, we're, we're talking about Hedman, we're talking about this team, you know, I get it, you were missing some players, uh, not really some, I mean, Bogo was back, uh, second game of the season, uh, there was some positives to take away from this that I feel are going to be able to be replicated over, however, more games, I mean, for the rest of the season, Um but first, I want to let you guys know and remind you to go ahead and like and subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on YouTube, and we are also available in audio form. So wherever podcasts are distributed, we are there. Uh, and go ahead and follow us on our social media pages at LO underscore Lightning on Twitter, as well as Locked On underscore Lightning on Instagram. You could give me a follow at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-8-N-K. Love hearing from all of you. Like I said, people will... Certain individuals, one of them uh, who I hear from now and then, uh, not necessarily a big Lightning fan, uh, a big Victor Hedman fan. And a lot of people were saying or, or you know, I've been seeing on Twitter, people are concerned about Victor Hedman. Um, ha has had somewhat of a strange year thus far. And, and someone brought up the other day is, when I was going, when they were asking me, you know, what's the deal with Hedman? Uh, he just doesn't look himself out there. And in my abstract way of asking, I was kind of just, you know, basically saying, what, what, what is, what is his normal self? 
just out of curiosity. And, you know, they used the playoff Victor Hedman version as a basis. And, and they preface that by saying, you know, obviously Hedman in the playoffs is, is completely different from what he is in the regular season, just takes it up to a whole nother level. Uh, really, it, it's, it's hard to replicate. And so, but if you look at his last five games, um, stat wise, now he played against Nashville, he played against Calgary, Dallas, Washington, um, not really doing much of anything out there. And I will admit that early in the season, I did notice, um, and, and it obviously has been documented that he is dealing with something with some sort of injury. Um, not really much of anything out there. Uh, his plus minus was brutal in the game in Washington on the 11th. And then has kind of started to, to pick it back up. Uh, his ice time, you know, one could say it's low for him. I think he hovers around usually around the 27-minute mark. Uh, he's kind of been fluctuating here and there uh, on the games against the Capitals. He logged about 24 minutes of ice time in both games. and then. It was bumped back up to 27 and then 25 against Calgary and then 26 against Nashville. And then the other night, actually, let me pull it up real quick. Uh, He had 25 minutes. So, you know, is his ice time or his lack there of ice time a cause for concern for, for Lightning fans? Quite possibly. I mean, he did have an assist last night. His plus minus was negative one. So, um, listen, I don't like to base one player's ice time or 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 performance. I don't like to have the Lightning's, and we've spoken about this with, with Point, Kucherov, namely Stamkos. Uh, I don't like to base the success around this team around one or two single players. But yes, Hedman has been kind of, I guess, very vanilla this year in the way he has played. Um, and and I think, you know, the ice time, if you're concerned about that and, and listen, he has nine points. He's, he's kind of where at where he normally is in terms of production. Um, a lot of people, including myself, what, what I do understand when the cause for some of people's concern is is that you could see him on certain plays. He's just not getting to the puck the way he normally does. Uh, he's he's kind of not getting back on on breakaways uh, or on rushes as as effectively as you know one might usually expect from him, and. Like I said, he's also dealing with an injury, and that could be it. Um, but for the most part, I still think he's playing well. I still think he's contributing. Um, I still think that that his ice time, yeah, one could say that you would like him around the 27 mark. But at the same time, you got to think long term. You got to think about where do we want him? Where do we want these players? Because the conversation last year was around Vasilevsky. You know, how much, how many starts does he get? How many is too much? I was obviously the the big uh, voice in, in saying that 
Cooper was overplaying him. And you could tell fatigue was definitely an issue uh, for Vazzy throughout the the Stanley Cup playoffs and, and especially the final. And, and I think that last year kind of opened up Cooper, John Cooper's eyes and, and changed his thinking to a certain extent about how he plays certain players, uh, how, how much ice time he's going to give these players. You know, he, I, I think he has realized finally that he needs to, to be able to allow guys to be stretched out over the course of the season in a way where it is not going to hinder their their play. And I think that that's what's the case with, with Hedman. Um, obviously, there's also going to be injuries over the course of the season. So he probably has that in mind that there are going to be certain situations where he is probably going to have uh, Victor Hedman and, and other players as well uh, play. 26, 27, maybe on a crazy night, on a crazy game, on a close game, especially late in the season, we might see 28, uh, 28 and a half, maybe. Who knows? Um, but I think that's what's the thinking here with the with the up and down with the ice time. Now, obviously, when it, it, it's not that big of a, of, a, of a change. It's maybe a matter of two minutes here and there. Um, but yeah, something to keep an eye on. I, I like I said, I I'm not worried about him. I, I think whatever he's playing through, he's playing through, and uh, he'll figure it out. Uh, the guy is one of the, still, in my opinion, one of the best defensive defensemen uh, in the in the NHL. So, uh, but we'll definitely keep an eye on that. And then, kind of pivoting to the other side of it, Vasilevsky, Andre Vasilevsky. Last night was a little bit frustrating. Uh, especially early on, uh, like I alluded before, gave up that goal to David Krejci, a, and, and Brian Blum was the one that actually brought it up, and he hit the nail on the head. Obviously, he played in that era. Uh, uh, giving up a, a, a very 1970s-esque uh, goal, uh, slap shot from, the, from the, basically the blue line on, on the rush, nobody in front of him, and it just goes through Vasilevsky, just a bad goal, and and... You know, that's the issue that I've always had with him, with Vasilevsky. Um, you know, when he comes up big, he comes up big. And when he lets up bad goals, they look they look bad. Um, and this was a bad goal. And it was definitely a bad time to, to, to give up such a goal just because your team gets off to a, good, a great start, uh, outplaying Boston. Uh, up one nothing, and then you start to see the tide change, uh, tide shift. Excuse me. Uh, midway or midway to to the later part of the first period, and you start to see your team start to kind of get on their heels a little bit, and that's where you kind of rely on your goaltender, your big guy, there in that spot to kind of just, you know, whether it be on that shot. Um, or, or any other shot, you know, that's where you kind of rely on your guy to, to carry you, uh, through that, that little bit of a storm, that little bit of a blitz that Boston was putting on into the first period. I mean, into the first intermission, you really want him to step up big and, and 
he didn't. And now, obviously, he is not to blame for the end result of this game. I mean, the lightning defense or just the lightning in general uh, did not do a good job. I mean, it, it really what I'm trying to get to is that this team, they don't do a very good job of picking each other up uh, in certain situations. They don't they don't respond well or they haven't responded well thus far consistently this year where Vasilevsky sees his team is on their heels. Uh, you know, we have, we don't see him stand on his head. We haven't seen a vintage Vazzy moment this year. Uh, do we still use fatigue as an excuse at this point? I, I still think that, you know, it's a little too premature to make that assumption. Uh, and on the other side of that, the lightning, when they know Vazzy is not having a particularly shut down night early on, uh, we don't see them really help him out consistently in front. There's always, you know, a good amount of chances in front uh, where where the lightning, lightning D or coverage breaks down and we see what we saw from Boston. A team like that takes advantage of that and, and – the game quickly shifts in the other direction. Uh, but with Vasilevsky, I, I, I'm curious as to what's going to, where and how, um, how uh, Cooper is going to play him over the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, we're going to have that, that mini break. It, it's not going to be crazy, but we are going to have that mini break for the holidays and, and really, I'm curious what Cooper's going to do, how much he's going to play him in November. I mean, in December, excuse me, because you'd figure games on national television, uh, the Lightning are going to – Cooper is going to play Vasilevsky on, on Friday against the Blues, a team who is not good. Uh, so maybe a little bit of a confidence builder team, uh, booster game, excuse me, for, for Vasilevsky. And then you got the Buffalo game on Monday, and then I would imagine he's sitting – uh, against uh, Boston or vice versa. I think um, he'll play Friday and uh, he'll he'll get probably Monday off, I would imagine, so he could play against Boston again uh, on Tuesday. And then December will be interesting, and we'll, we'll talk about that after the break. But, yeah, a lot of question marks for thus far early on where guys who are normally have been the anchors and the most reliable uh, of this team are just not stepping to the table and uh, could be s- some cause for concern for the lightning down the line. So wrapping things up, just looking at the rest of the schedule for November, looking at December real quick. Now, November, like I previously stated, the lightning will be going up against St. Louis on Friday, not particularly a good team at the bottom of the barrel of the NHL landscape. And then Buffalo, kind of one of those mid-level teams starting to kind of fizzle out there. Uh, and then Boston on Tuesday again, so the Lightning will get a chance for 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 some revenge. And then the following Thursday, they start off the 1st of December against the Philadelphia Flyers. And then you jump right into it with a couple of Atlantic Division rival games against Toronto and then Detroit and then Nashville again. Uh, and Florida, and then you got to you kind of see a collection of of good and mid level teams and and bottom of the barrel teams uh, throughout the course of December. So you're going to see all 
all different kinds of teams, all different kinds of level of talent and successful teams uh, throughout the course of December. So it's going to be a good measuring stick for Tampa, uh, especially as we get to New Year's Eve. They play the the Coyotes at 5 o'clock. So it's going to be curious to see what kind of Tampa team we are going to be seeing uh, at that point. Um, And like I always say, uh, going into New Year's, uh, what kind of team you get, what kind of team you have by then is what you're going to see for the rest of the year. And yeah, thus far, my expectations or or my hopeful, my, my hopes are that Tampa, you know, they are in third place right now. They, as through 19 games, 11, 7, and 1 with 23 points. Only two behind Toronto, one in front of Detroit. Uh, Tampa also has a game in hand there. But I would hope that by the end of December that Tampa's at least tied with Toronto for second place in the division. Or I would, you know, maybe it's just my, like I said, my my actual wishful thinking is that they are uh, about a handful of points behind Boston at this point, uh, you know, out of first place. Because like I said, I think that given all their struggles thus far, I've said this on the last couple episodes, given all the Lightning struggles thus far uh, through this season and how they've been in certain situations, I still think that they could make a play for the division. I don't see why not. I don't see with the talent that you still have. Yes, there's been quite some turnover. You've 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 lost uh, some guys uh, during the off season. Jan Ruda, Ryan McDonough, Andre Kalat. But you, what you have left and what you have acquired in the off season. Uh, still shows that this team is good. Uh, what we saw last night early uh, in the Boston game uh, still showed me that this team, uh, almost when they, they they force the issue or make a point of two, uh, are a very good team and can play with any other team in the NHL. So, yeah, if the Lightning could carry over that, and, and like you know, I stated early on in the episode, that always seems to be the case with this team is that the light, it's always a matter of it's not always a matter if they could do something it's a matter of if they consist consistently do it uh and and so yeah that's going to be once again probably for the 18th month in a row on this show uh consistency is going to be the word for Tampa uh and and whether or not they could be consistent on the ice because if they could be consistent if we could see maybe 25% of what we saw in the first period, uh, especially those first 10, 12 minutes uh, from last night, if that could be spread out over the course of each game, each period, uh, I think the Lightning will be in a good situation by New Year's and we could be really starting to talk about whether or not uh, this team will, will will have a chance to catch Boston. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that as the season progresses, as November comes to an end and December uh, starts up. So keep an eye on all that stuff. But in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.